Hey, <laughs> welcome to Funny Parents. I am Pat Shea. And I am Mary Teresa Archbold, and we are thrilled to be back here with episode, episode nine. Episode nine, which is a big step for us mm -hmm. because uh, if you listen to our original episodes, uh, that was about three years ago. We did four, and that's when it got really, really hard. And we did four this time, and it did get a little trickier managing the logistics. But here we are with a fifth on a regular schedule. This is amazing. And I'm, I'm going to go daring to say there we're continuing. We're going. Yeah. Oh, we I have, think so. We have future stories lined up. Like we are. Yes. We're good. We've got sessions booked. We've got other stuff in the can. We're looking forward as well to episode six. And in the meantime, you folks have been listening, which is phenomenal. And amazing. Uh, and we thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, we especially want to call out, we were looking at the stats and thank you, Chicago and Dallas and Los Angeles and Atlanta. Uh, that's where the you know, we were getting the most listens. And then thank you to Meridian, Idaho. A meridian, Meridian. Uh, which comes in fifth place, the fifth place among all those big city cities. So if you're listening from Meridian, Idaho, thank you. Yes, thank you. Come over to Facebook and introduce yourself. We would love to chat. Exactly, and thank you for rating and commenting and liking and subscribing and sharing with other yes, and Facebook sharing with others and other moms that you know. We are so thrilled to have you guys here, um, and we have a really good episode tonight. We I'm really, really excited for this really one. Funny episode, yeah, it is a really Which, funny episode. That's not necessarily the idea. I know it's funny parents, uh, but as as you know, the stories aren't always necessarily funny. Um, we all just happen to work in comedy. We all just happen to work in comedy. Uh, but a little later, you're going to be hearing from Megan Grano. Who's who, been on literally a million shows. Yes. Parks and Rec, Veep. Uh, she tours. And been like super viral on several occasions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as a, and she, a parent, uh, she will share this a little bit and we'll put it on our Facebook page. Uh, she was part of a group called The Break Womb. Yes. Super hilarious parenting, funny viral videos, mm -hmm. which are fantastic. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about Megan in a little while. But first up, we have Kate James. Yes. Uh, our friend Kate James. And Kate's someone we got to know actually after we moved away from Chicago, although we, we all had a Chicago background. And uh, when I first met her... Uh, it came up, uh, I had a total fanboy moment because as it turns out, uh, she is a character on one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, she is the Trishas or the Trisha Robots on uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, uh, which if you haven't heard it, it's absolutely marvelous. I, I could go on for an hour and a half about Hello from the Magic Tavern. I'm not going to do that, uh, but she is Trisha from Hello from the Magic Tavern. And she also is a recurring character on Showtime's Work in Progress, mm -hmm. which is a fantastic show that's written and created and stars so many of our Chicago friends. If you haven't checked it out, please, yeah. please do. She is coming back for season two as an actor as a staff writer, and a yeah. staff writer on that magnificent, brilliant show it starring really Abby McEnany. And um, so she is here to, Kate's going to tell us a story about her son, Thomas, and his brilliant use of questions. The Socratic Method. My story is, um, it is about the art of 
questioning. Um, and yeah, this is, and I, and I brought with me, um, some, uh, written backup here because I have documented things that my son has said to me and I believe in accurately portraying, um, the witness correctly. So, um, I do have some things here that are, are printed out that I have amassed, um, over time. And I wanted to share in particular, um, my son is five now, and I would say a little bit less than a year ago, I really, really started to notice the uptick in questions throughout the day. And it's so cliched, right? Everybody who is a parent who's listening to this, anybody who wants to be a parent, anybody who has been a child, right? So all of us is like, boy, kids ask a lot of questions, right? Like that is such a cliche. And I always knew that to be true until I was on the receiving end of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate the tenacity and the stamina it takes to be a parent when your child (laughs) is in that phase of life. So one day for my own enjoyment, I decided that from the moment we woke up until the moment um, my son Thomas went to bed, I was on my phone just going to, in the notes section, type every question that he asked me, mm-hmm. just oh to keep a running list. So this is from about, I would say, six months ago, maybe a little bit more. But I would like to now read the list of questions that my son asked me um, <laughs> on one day. One day. Here we go. <clears throat> Does Superman have a car? When does the cow make the milk that I drink? Why are elevator buttons on the wall? Why is it called a tummy ache? Mm. Does blueberry bar have an R in it? Can there be more grass? Why does sometimes people draw stars? Where does the street sweeper go when it's not at our block? Why do birdies try to eat crumbs? Why is tomorrow tomorrow? Is today tomorrow? Is today next Friday? Why do some people build things? Why do grown-ups eat salads? What is a quiet night? Why is the stocking soft that hangs with the Christmas tree? How are people teachers? Does Dada work in a rainforest? And I have to interject here, no, he's a television writer, so that is insane to me. Um, How do construction guys build a TV with cement? (laughs) Why do you hold my hand? Why is some corn connected and some corn loose? How do trees come up? Why do you call a lot of houses and buildings a city? Is this next week? What is the green in avocado? Can you look in my ear? I think I cracked my brain. Why do we eat dinner? Why does grown-ups say to kids you can do some things and other things you cannot do? Do you know lettuce? Okay, I'm going to pause there and tell you and the listening audience, I stopped keeping track at 10.45 a.m. Oh, my God. That was from the moment he woke up, and he usually wakes up around 7, until roughly 10.45 a.m. The brunch hour. I cut him off at the brunch hour. And... I would say now, like listening to that list, some of those questions are questions that make me like 
want to tear up and my heart swells three sizes, like the question, why do you hold my hand? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, because yeah. I know in that moment, I probably said something like totally cheesy and utterly sincere, like, because you are the most important thing to me. And when oh. I am touching you, I know that you are safe, right? I hold your hand when we cross the street, we live in a, like, it probably had some conversation there, right? So that I could just like sit here and weep. I won't, but like, There's those questions, but then there's like the question, and I want to reread it so I get it right. Why is the stocking soft that hangs with the Christmas tree? And Mm -hmm. I think, and if I look back, I think these questions were written in like August or September or something. So (laughs) that one sounds like we are in a spy novel, speaking code, meeting under a bridge. And then there's the whole like, is today tomorrow? Can there be more grass? Like that sounds like you're living with a pothead who can't ever seem to make rent, which is kind of like having small children. They eat all your food, they don't pay the rent, and they ask you questions like that. Um, and then the other crazy thing about our life right now is that my husband got, um, and I feel like I have to say this because I don't know how I feel about her, but we have an Alexa in our house. Mm, yeah, yeah. from work and he brought it home and I was like, oh, this will be, you know. But when I don't answer my son's questions, he turns to his other dealer, um, Alexa, right? So these were the pocket of Alexa questions that day, because I wasn't even keeping track. So Alexa, can napkins talk? Alexa, why is Butterfly's first name Butter? Alexa, <laughs> how do germs know where to go? That's a prescient question because this was pre-pandemic, but he was already thinking about germs. Um, And Alexa, how do you choke? (laughs) And there's so many times where I'm like, Alexa, stop, like before she can start (laughs) answering the weird questions. And so we've talked about this. My husband and I talk about it, like how there's categories of questions, right? So all the questions that I just rambled off, uh, I think they fall into the category of like, um, I'm a, a small alien sponge trying to get as much information about your earth. You know, like that's kind of what kids are, right? They're like, why do we do that? And what is happening here? But then there's um, the questions that I've cataloged that I would uh, describe as either personal affronts and existential affronts. And again, we are recording this whenever your audience is listening. We're, re- we're recording this what are we like nine or 10 weeks into the pandemic? So, mm. you know, the questions now I should, you know, revisit all of this. They, they, they're totally bizarre and sometimes heartbreaking and hilarious, right? Because the world is so crazy right now, but mm. backing even up over the last couple months, um, I've realized that my son is like the sickest burn comic working right like he, he could level me like no other fellow comedian or person who doesn't like me ever in my life um so and so one of my favorites in this category is um this was several months ago back when we used to leave our houses i was putting on makeup and he's, he's somewhat fascinated, like in the last six, seven months, like when I'm putting on makeup and I'm not a huge makeup wearer. So he's fascinated by it, right? And it is weird, right? It, the whole thing is weird. And I've questioned all of it now that I have a small man watching me do it. I'm like, 
why do we do this? And who is it for? That's a whole nother podcast. Um, but he, he was watching me. He was studying me as I was putting on my makeup and it just perfectly quietly. And, you know, and I'm doing my thing. And then I was like wrapping up doing it. And out of the blue, he says, mama, what does ordinary mean? Like while staring at my face. (laughs) Well, apparently it means this heap of trash that I'm trying to cover with makeup. So, I mean, and those are the moments where you're just like, oh my God. Like if anybody who actually knew what they were saying said that to me, I would cry for five months in my room alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a time recently where I was standing in the kitchen and he came up behind me and he just like poked me on the rear end. And he said, and I quote, cause I have it written here. Do butts just keep getting bigger and bigger when you're a grown up?" <laughs> so that was very cool. That was a V cool moment. Um, and then one morning uh, we were eating breakfast and I said to um, my husband, Steve and Thomas was there. I said, oh, last night I had this really incredible dream that I got um, this great, cool new job. To which Thomas replied, oh, were you somebody else in that dream? (gasps) Okay. Right. Like he has no clue what he's actually saying, but I'm like, that is leveling. Like very (laughs) cool comeback kid. Um. And then one of my favorites too was one time he said to me, you were born so long ago. Did that year even happen? (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the seventies happened. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah. And then in the existential category, we go into um, the moments where I'm trying not to think about like life, death, danger, And then you have this person who's like, hey, let's talk about this, right? So several months ago, um, I wrote this in my phone. We were sitting on a plane and we were waiting to take off for our flight. And he says to me, you know, totally calmly out of the blue, does sometimes planes just tumble out of the sky? (sighs) Right? So then I like take a deep breath and I'm like, no, 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 that can't happen which is a huge lie, right? So parenting is just lying over and over again. And then he says, but everything can fall, right? And so I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, but not planes because their job is to fly. Like when you're in a plane, it's going to fly you somewhere, which is another huge lie, right? Of course, a plane can fall. And then he says, would it sound different if a plane fell into the water and not on the ground? And I was like, oh, planes don't fall into water, which is the biggest lie because like planes love to fall into like unmarked, uncharted seas of water and never be heard from again. So I'm like, oh my God, I've spent my entire adult life skipping this conversation internally um, because I fly a lot for my job. Mm -hmm. and, And now this small person is forcing me to have it out loud. You know, it's... It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, And then pretty recently he said to me, um, and I quote, again, using my source material here, lest he grows up and sues me for this story. um, Quote, are you eating healthy food because you want to die later, mom? (gasps) 
And I was like, oh, what? You know, it, but, but inside I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing, right? Like that's the only yeah. reason I'm eating good shit is because now I'm like, oh God, we got to eat better. Okay. So then he, then that puts him on that track of quote, when are you going to die, mom? And then me, I'm like, oh, not for a long, long time, honey. You know? And then he says, not until I'm 83. And I was like, yep, that's right. Not until you're 83 at the earliest, right? Which is just like lying with math. Because now I'm just like, I hope this kid never learns how to add and subtract. Um, and then the last story that was so stressful and now funny that because it, it's not happening right now. Um, tragedy plus time equals parent stories. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so this was a few months ago and um, Steve was out of town and our smoke alarm started beeping at like 4 a.m. in the morning. And it wasn't a regular smoke. Beep. It was like a weird beep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm Googling frantically, you know, how, how many beeps when it's carbon monoxide? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, he's like, is there a fire? And I was like, no, no, no. I just want to make sure I must have said something. So then Thomas is like, what does carbon monoxide look like, mom? And inside of my head, I'm like, it doesn't look like anything. It's the silent killer. We're probably already dead. Like this is, you know, but on the outside, you have to say, you know, shit like, oh, you know, you can't see it, honey. That's why we have this alarm. And that's why everybody has these in their apartments. And so then he says, do you think the apartment will explode and will float into space? And if we do, who will find us? Oh my I know. To which I just want to be like, my God, whose side are you on, kid? Like, what are you trying to do? So, I mean, I guess in closing, I would recommend to parents to document this, right? Because we've already six, eight months later evolved into a new set of types of questions, which makes me relieved and also like a little sad that, you know, it's already changing. But um, I mean, I guess the point is that don't. Do not have a child if you don't want a tiny little person who kind of looks like you, like reminding you about your own death and destruction on a daily basis. There's a lot of questions that go in a day. Yeah. And some of them you well honestly what i usually do is just answer one in so much depth that they never want to ask anything again this is true pat will go on for long <laughs> yeah. long long stretches well, son, like deep into historical backgrounds about that you know, all started with care. the dreyfus affair in which okay see there you a go young man was accused of selling military secrets to okay, the germans okay okay yeah. <laughs> yes but it's funny because uh, it makes me think when she was talking about holding hands mm-hmm. and how she probably gave some sensitive answer, it made me think for a long time, my kids would say, will you hold my hand? And I always said back to them, for as long as you will let me. And now our older boy, Tom, is nine. Mm-hmm. And just yesterday, we were walking with my mom around the block because that's what you do during COVID. You walk around the block. Uh, and... As we were crossing, I went to grab his hand, and he was like, Mom, I'm nine. Hmm. And it definitely yeah. was like a little tiny knife in my heart. Um, 
I guess that was as long as he let me. Uh, and I, I know that there are times he'll still hold my hand and he's a snuggle bug, but yeah. it definitely was like, yeah, you have to let him cross the street by himself. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, and I do think as a challenge, uh, I am going to try to write down all the questions our kids ask in a day and see if I can make it past 1045. I might not. And we'll put up a post on our Facebook wall, uh, facebook.com slash funny parents. And we would love to invite you. If you hear a great question from your kid, put it up there. Uh, Let us know about it. Let the other people who listen to the podcast know about it uh, so that, so that we can brainstorm answers. Yes, we'll yes. come up with such deep, meaningful answers. Exactly. Um, speaking of deep, meaningful answers, uh, we're going to switch gears and go to our dear friend, Megan Grano. Yes. And uh, Megan has been, well, she's been on a whole lot of things. Uh, she's been on Veep uh, for a, a, a good run of episodes of that parks and rec uh, yeah she tours with jim belushi uh so if you've ever gone to see jim belushi uh at your local large theater uh where he does things uh you will have seen megan and uh and josh funk uh performing with him yes and uh she also was part of a trio of women creating amazingly viral videos about being mm-hmm. a mom called the break womb yes uh, they're absolutely hilarious yeah and actually this is our first sort of family connection yeah. that we have. In fact, one of the other women in the break womb is her sister-in-law, Molly Erdman. And Molly and Megan's brother-in-law, Joe Canale, were our very first guests on this podcast. And they will make a cameo in this story as, uh, as Megan's son looks up and realizes that his mom and all of the adults that he knew were comedians. A story because I was thinking about how we've known each other for all these years and how we started back in Chicago. And as you said, it's incestuous. And basically mm-hmm. all of our friends, you know, we moved to Los Angeles and we always heard from, you know, we moved in 2008 and we always heard from people, oh, that move is so tough. But I think that must be for people who don't move out here with a pack of, even if they're not your best friends, you know them. Like this improv world, you always find people you know. And here in LA, our our circle of friends that we see is all almost exclusively. There's like a few people we hang out with that aren't from the improv world, but by and large everyone we see is somehow connected back to Chicago, truly. Mm-hmm. And my my son, I you know, when he started school, I think it was around about kindergarten that they started filling out those questionnaires. I'm sure you guys have gotten them where it's like, what, you know, what does your mommy do during the day? What does your daddy do during the day? Like when you're at kindergarten, (laughs) you know? And it became really clear to me that he had no clue what I did because (laughs) he would say like, Oh, daddy works in an office. And he, he knew, he knew what Mike did. And then he would say about me, my mom eats snacks all day. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. I am going to have to start, you know, I, I tried telling him at that point. And, and granted, to be fair to him, I don't have just one job because I do a lot of different jobs. I tour with Jim doing comedy shows and 
I sometimes get writing jobs and sometimes I do public speaking coaching. And I think all of that was just far too much to explain to him. So I just, I went with like really easy, like, Hey, you know, in kindergarten, I don't just, I don't just eat snacks all day. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm a comedian. I do comedy and he didn't know what that meant. And I said like, well, you know, when, when I go overnight some somewhere with Jim, you've heard me talk about that. We're going on stages and we're doing shows for people. And our whole goal is to make them laugh. And he's like, you, you want people to laugh at you? (laughs) Yes, I do. That's, that's what we want. Why? Well, we are, we want to make people laugh because that makes them happy. That's what we hope. That's what we hope happens. And he seemed to, you know, he seemed to sort of get that. I, I mean, it was definitely, he, he, he let it go. I'll just say that much. And, and at that point, from that point forward, he would, he would answer to people, you know, what does your mom do? It wasn't snacks anymore. It's like, oh, she's a comedian. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I still don't know that there was that much of a connect um, with, with what, with what I, with what I did. And, and I don't know, I never explained it much past that. But I think as time went on, he, I just think his brain formed enough that he started to understand it a little bit better. And um, when he was six, I picked, so this is like a year after, you know, he's in first grade and I picked him up at a soccer practice and it was, it was a, I'm sorry, no, it was a soccer, a little uh, three hour soccer camp. Um, so it was during the summer and he was, he was sitting there with a buddy and they were drinking their water and I, I went to pick up and I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like this, but I, um, I want to be cool to Anthony's friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really do. It's so pathetic. <laughs> so he's sitting there with his buddy and they're drinking water and chatting. And I just walked up and listened for a second and they were talking about the worst ice cream they ever had. And (laughs) the kid was like, Oh, I had this ice cream once. And it was, it was so gross. It tasted like shampoo. And (gasps) I I was like, well, that's no good unless you ordered shampoo flavored ice cream. Huh? (laughs) Anthony just, hung his head down and he's like, Oh, my mom is a comedian. (laughs) And that, that just killed me. Like he was so embarrassed at that point. Like just couldn't, couldn't believe like here she is trying to make this guy laugh. (laughs) He just hated it. So that's sort of the end, end of that moment in time, because from, from then on, he started and this leads to this next portion of this story. From then on, he started realizing that everyone in his life was a comedian. (laughs) Oh no. So he, I remember we had, um, a gathering over here at the house and, um, people, people were making comments like my ice cream comment. And he would go, are you a comedian? And I remember because Mary, Mary Beth Monroe was here and she was wearing a, a shirt that had holes in it. And she said some, she said something sarcastic about the shirt having holes in it. And that's when he said, are you a comedian? And she said, yes, I am. And he's like, oh my God. 
And then he goes around the room because Mary Beth is pointing at people. And so is he. And so is she. And so is he. And he's like, Uncle Joe is? This is Joe Canale, your first podcast guest. And Aunt Molly? Aunt Molly is too? And, you know, Molly's like, yes. And he's like, oh, my God, just his head in his hands. Everyone's a comedian. And he just... (laughs) He couldn't, he couldn't believe it. And I think at that point he just internalized, like, I guess that's what everyone does is try to make people laugh. So, um, it, it went from like something of shame to like, oh, I guess, I guess this is what people do. And I guess I better be doing this too. I mean, this is what I think went on. This is, I mean, this is me guessing because this cuts to the tail end of the story, which is that, um, (laughs) we, it was a different night after he had made this realization that everyone he knew was comedians and we had Katie Nonson and Kevin Fleming. You guys know them. Yeah. We had them over and Joe and Molly. And so it was the six of us and, and our niece Valerie and Katie and Kevin have a beautiful baby daughter named Rose. And so it was all of us together and Anthony again. Oh, Kevin Fleming, you're a comedian too. Katie Nonson. Yes. You know, he's asking, everybody if they're comedians so just checking just checking so as he as people are getting ready to leave he's like said that he asked everybody to wait please because he wanted to do something funny and i was like oh oh no (laughs) so then he just yanked down his his pants and his underwear and flashed everyone and he's like hey everyone don't forget about my penis (laughs) waved it at everybody (laughs) and he got i mean he got a huge huge laugh of people they everyone was dying (laughs) And at that point, he's like, hey, I think being a comedian is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, wow. That is amazing. It just, it's so funny. Uh, that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he got what he wanted. He got the laugh. Yeah. So he did it. Exactly. Nailed it. Exactly. Uh, So you have to worry about that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It reminds me of a time that uh, we were here and some of my brother's kids were here. And as a surprise, there was a lot of confusion going on. Mm -hmm. Then I said, well, Tom, you know, why don't you tell them what's going on? What's going on? You can go tell the kids what Mm -hmm. we're doing. So he went in to tell all his cousins and he came running in and I thought he was going to tell them, we're going to go for ice cream. And he's like, everybody, I poop my pants, (laughs) which was a true statement, (laughs) but that's not what I wanted him to announce. That was not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we want to thank Kate and Megan for sharing their stories with us. We want to thank you for listening and for liking and rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing it with the people you know. And uh, episode six. It's going to be here. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're, We're committed. We're in. Thanks for listening. 